0: Freshman defensive lineman DJ Hicks has the most to prove at fall camp. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Officially home from Smashville. Had a good time at SEC Media Days, folks. Hope you all enjoyed all the content we had there. I'm now in my new house. I'm at home, so we are still kind of moving in here, getting set up. So I will have my setup fully ready to rock and roll here soon. So um, I appreciate y'all bearing with me while I get that rocking and rolling. So, today we're going to talk about players that have the most to prove in spring. I'm sorry. Yes. In spring camp. And it is interesting because I think, or fall camp, excuse me, sorry. But I think the p- players on this list, the number one for me was DJ Hicks. And I like, I made these list of players. We're going to run through all of them. But DJ Hicks is the guy. And of course, I always thought his name was David, um, and it, but it's, it, he goes, DJ on the roster. I've seen David places, so I was kind of like, is it DJ or David? But I, on the roster, it's DJ, so we're going to rock and roll with DJ here on Locked on Aggies. But, so I'm talking about David Hicks, for those of you who know him as David Hicks, is why I wanted to bring that up. But you know, I just think he's a very talented player, and actually this is something McKinley Jackson said when I was interviewing him at Media Day stuff in Nashville. He was talking about how talented Hicks is. And how like he's going to kind of be working all across the defensive line, which I think is going to potentially help him hop on the field early on into his career at Texas A and M. But um, you know, my biggest concern with Hicks is the fact that it's a stacked defensive line. Another thing I talked to McKinley Jackson about is I think that this is going to be the best defensive line in college football. So to come in as a true freshman, although you're the number eleven player in the class, number one defensive lineman according to twenty four seven Sports. It's still not easy to come in as a true freshman and just play like that. Now, I get it. He, of course, is six foot four, 280 pounds, or 290 is listed here now. So, big guy. I mean, it, so that helps a little bit. When you come in with a frame ready to play college football, it helps a little bit. But it's not easy. We've talked about that a lot here. It's not easy to come into college football, come into the SEC, the best conference in college football and play as a true freshman, especially in positions like defensive line, offensive line, linebacker, you know, some of those positions where you have to be physical, you have to be big and you have to be strong and you have to go dominate somebody. So I think, you know, in Hicks, of course, he was a late enrollee. He was a guy that wasn't here, you know, um, early on, like some of these other players were. So he hasn't been here for a while. He just got here and he has a lot to prove in a short period of time. I think he's talented enough to get on the field and play right now. The question is, Will he be able to prove that in this short fall camp period of time to kind of prove to people like, hey, like I'm ready to go right now. And I do think that's gonna kind of hurt him. The fact that this defensive line is so deep. You have so many talented players that can play. I mean, I've joked about how how good this defensive line is. Like, I mean, that was something Fadil Diggs said. I was, you know, asking him who's kind of stood out on the defensive line and then the in the edge rush room, and he was talking about like, I mean, do you have all day? Because there are so many names to where like, Hicks is going to have to find a spot. He's going to have to take a player. For Hicks to get a significant amount of snaps, he's going to have to take a pl- a player's spot that we think is going to p- play a lot, like one of the Shamars or potentially Walter Nolan or somebody like that. And he's, like I said, he's been working across the entire defensive line. So it's going to be interesting to see if he does kind of find a home on the defensive line, find some snaps, because I don't think they're going to be easy to come by on the defensive line, folks, it's, it's going to be tough for him to get some playing time. But if he's going to get playing time, it's going to come right now. He has got to work hard over these next few weeks, months, leading into the season. I mean, we're 10 days away from fall camp, folks. I mean, we are right there. So it's time for Hicks to to prove it. You know, he's here now, and I think he's going to have to do that if he wants to get significant snaps. Now, folks, the next guy I have on this list is Max Johnson. I mean, I I went into Nashville not thinking we had any kind of quarterback battle. And then, of course, Coach Fisher kind of was saying, you know, I've been impressed with both guys. Connor Wigman and Max Johnson have both been standing out to me. Um, He was talking about he was praising both of them, which I didn't expect to see. Like, it was funny. uh, Brian Kelly went on, uh, LSU coach Brian Kelly went on a little bit before Coach Fisher did. And a colleague of mine actually asked him a question, kind of like, are you willing to – is Jaden Daniels your quarterback, which, you know, I I think we all know Jaden Daniels is the guy at LSU, but like there's some guys battling over there, some solid quarterbacks at LSU. So he was like, can you say, and Brian Kelly was able to say, yes, Jaden Daniels is our guy. I thought after he asked that question, I was like, you might see somebody ask that to coach Fisher. And is he going to say Connor Wigman's my guy? And now they didn't ask him the direct question. Like is Connor Wigman your starting quarterback? But there were some questions about the quarterback position, and he kind of praised both guys a lot, which I was not expecting. I thought it – I expected it to be much more Connor Wigman-sided at SEC Media Days. And, frankly, not a lot of people asked questions about him. It was really – like, you know, the question I asked was about the running back room. Um, I kind of – now looking back on it, it was, it was I liked the way Coach Fisher answered the question I asked, but I kind of wish I would have asked about the quarterbacks, like, you know, in a different way than others had – Because, like, I wanted to hear some genuine thoughts on on Wigman and and Max Johnson, but he was praising both guys, and that really shocked me genuinely. I, I was not expecting that. So, Max Johnson's like, okay, buddy, I mean, listen, you got a shot here. You know, Coach Fisher has not, he's not naming a starter, he's not out here saying that Wigman's my guy. He's not out here doing any of that. You have a genuine shot here. I, You know, looking back on on the spring football game, I was impressed with what Max Johnson did. I mean, he made some good throws. He made some bad decisions, but so did Wigman. I mean, both of them shined, and both of them had a few decisions where I was like, ah, goodness. So, I mean, folks, you all know here at Locked on Aggies, all you everydayers know that I am full-on in on Connor Wigman having a big season this year. But, I mean, I still think he's got it. I mean, you know, I, I talked about this the other day. In Nashville, like, is. Does Connor Wigman need to be looking over his shoulder for Max Johnson during fall camp? And, folks, it's starting to kind of look like it. I I think that Max Johnson has a chance to kind of really get solidify himself in this race. And the other interesting thing about it was, you know, normally, like, the coach will have their coach speak kind of answer to questions, right? But then you'll have – you'll ask a player, and they'll be like, yeah, and they'll kind of be one-sided talking about them. The players – and I didn't ask Fidel Diggs or McKinley Jackson about – uh, the quarterbacks, but someone else did. And I can't remember if it was Fidel Diggs or McKinley Jackson. It was, no, it was McKinley Jackson. And he was praising both guys, just like Coach Fisher. I mean, he was praising both guys. So uh, that was a little interesting to me. I was kind of expecting to hear a little bit about, you know, um, and, and actually, I went and sat in the electronic media room when Anaya Smith was in there. And he, same thing, he praised both guys. So, folks, I, I think this is a little more genuine than I myself expected. I think many others around the country expected. So, um, Max Johnson, you know, you got some stuff to prove. You can, I think if you prove it, this could be a, a genuine battle heading into the start of the season, but I do folks still think Connor Wegman Wegman wins this job. So that's my stance there, but it's going to be a little bit interesting. Um, and then the last uh, little handful of guys we we'll are talk about here on this, on this, we're going to continue this conversation into segment two today, folks, but, um, is, are these running backs, right? So Amari Daniels, Le'Veon Moss, Ruben Owens, and then. David Bailey, who was kind of thrown in the mix. Um, You know, this is a room where all of these guys have a chance to be the guy. You know, I I was kind of, that's the question I asked Coach Fisher up on stage at SEC Media Days, and I was kind of expecting, kind of like with the quarterback battle. I was hoping he'd be like, yeah, Ruben Owens has really stood out to me, or Le'Veon Moss has been my guy. He gave each one of those players high praise, and then continued on to give David Bailey the transfer high praise. Um, and I've talked about that a little bit. Could Bailey kind of be a short yardage guy? Could he get the short yardage carries the little, the guy that gets you home on third and goal from the one yard line? I think you could see a role like that for David Bailey. I said that before coach Fisher said that. So when he said it, I was like, okay, I like hearing that. Um, you know, cause I watched Bailey's tape and I was like, this guy is a, a talented short yardage guy, but I I think all three of these running backs. I I think David Bailey. True. I think his role as a short yardage guy. I think that's kind of defined. He's not going to be a a a three down back, guys. That's not. I don't think that's what he's me out here doing. But I think that you could see all three of these other guys playing a significant role. Um, we talked about. I think all of these running backs, Moss, Daniels, and Owens are going to get significant carries. So I think this next month, you know, month and a half until we get to the season, is their time to kind of who can separate themselves from the others. And that is how we're going to find out who is going to be carrying the rock for the Aggies this season. Um, I still think Ruben Owens is going to be able to kind of win this race. But as I said, Coach Fisher talked highly of all three of these guys. Now, we're going to see all three of these guys, I'd say, on a game-to-game basis. But someone's going to separate themselves, and I think whoever does separate themselves is going to happen over these next coming weeks. So whoever that is, I'm leaning Owens. I want you all to let me know in the comments. That's a good question. I'll pin this in the comments. Who leads Texas A&M? I'm not going to say in yards. I'm going to say in in attempts. Who leads the Aggies in rushing attempts this season? Let me know in the YouTube comments. If you're watching on Spotify or any other podcast platform, come on over to the YouTube comments, Locked on Aggies, and let me know who you all think is going to lead the Aggies in rushing attempts this season. Big shoes to fill with HN moving on to the the next level. So who's going to fill those shoes? We'll have to see, folks. I think it's Owens. I want to know what you all think. Let me know in the comments. There's a lot more players that have a lot to prove coming up here in fall camp, Um, and we're going to talk about some of them coming up right here on Locked On Aggies. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home and win a win, when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Motors, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. So, folks, there are a handful more guys that I think have a lot to prove at fall camp, and we're going to get straight into it. I think my next guy here is Noah Thomas. You know, um, I feel really confident in Evan Stewart, um, Musa Muhammad, and, of course, Nia Smith. I feel very confident those three guys are going to be the guys. But as we all know, someone else is going to be in there getting receptions, getting the ball thrown to them. And I think it's going to be Noah Thomas. I think he's going to kind of step into a bigger role. Of course, he played significant snaps last season, but I think he could see those snaps go up this year Uh, significantly. Honestly, I think they're going to go up more than many expect. So Noah Thomas is a guy that I think has a legitimate chance to prove himself this year and to take that step forward. I mean, you look at that frame, folks. I know I need to stop talking about tall receivers. I love tall receivers so much. Those of you everydayers know that, but Uh, you know, he's a big guy and go up and and win, but he can do it all, but he can go high point the football. He can win 50 balls. He can help you in the red zone. There is so much he can do now, folks, here's the deal. He doesn't have to be a guy that's out there on a snap to snap basis. He could come in there and catch the fade route that we see thrown to D hop. And we see thrown to Mike Evans. I mean, I could see that being a role for Noah Thomas. And if he has that role, I mean, let's say he comes in. You know, and for five snaps a game and he catches a touchdown every every other game. Right. You know, when he has six, five, six, seven touchdowns on the year, we can all be happy about that. And I think with his frame, he has the ability to be used that way. So it's going to be really interesting to see if they choose to use him in that role, in that, you know, kind of get the ball up to him and let him go high pointed in that kind of tall receiver role. But that's not all he is. He can be more than that. The question is, how is the coaching staff going to use him? I am really interested to see what Noah Thomas looks like this year, what he does this year. And like I say, I think DJ Hicks and Max Johnson, this running back room, like to me, I think those guys have more to prove than Noah Thomas. I think Noah Thomas's role is more kind of carved out, but I think he could potentially work his way into a role here, folks, if if everything goes right. Um The next guy I got here is Walter Nolan. I feel like we can't talk. We can't do a show where we talk about people have something to prove without bringing up the name, the name Walter Nolan. Walter Nolan is a guy that um, he just has a lot to prove, folks. I don't know how else to put it any more blunt than that. He has a lot to to show us this season. Um, You know, he's the guy that should be starting. He should start for Texas A and M this year. He's too talented to not start. But is he going to, I don't know right now. I think it's really up in the air. I could see, I mean, you know, he's got a fight around the Shamars. You got your guys in the middle, you got your outside guys. It's going to be hard for him to to solidify a role. And I think this is the chance, you know, can you go beat out one of the Shamars? Can you go beat out somebody and take over a starting role right now? I have Walter Nolan in the two deep. Now, listen, folks, he is still going to play significant snaps, even if he's in the two deep, but, He's a guy that shouldn't be in the two deep. He should be starting for Texas A&M this year. So I think this is the time to prove it. Um, And I think he's going to prove it, folks. I think Walter Nolan's in for a big season. And I think he's going to show us just why coming up here soon in fall camp. Sam McCall is my next guy here. Um... I you know I think he's too talented to not be playing for to be to not be starting. I think now that is a testament to how good the cor- the room is as a whole. I mean you got Tariq Chappelle. you got the other transfer Tony Grimes, you got Justin Barry. I mean you have so many talented corners in this room. You have a lot of young talented corners we're going to talk about some of them here in a little bit or more defensive backs. But um Sam McCall folks you know like I, when I watch tape I, I I quickly you know get make opinions decide who I think is going to be really good. Who, I, What I think about tape and watching Sam McCall's tape last year at Florida state folks, I go, this guy is going to be an absolute monster. So now the good thing is McCall is young. He's really young. He has a ton of eligibility left. So if it, and you know, he's used his transfer, he's not going anywhere else. So if it's not this year, he's going to play snaps this year. He's going to play relevant snaps in big games. I'm confident enough to say that, but I think, is he going to start? I don't have him there right now. I have him for sure as a as a starter next year. You know, he's got some people. You got some young guys in the 23 class that are obviously freshmen now, young guys in the 24 class. So he's going to have some people to beat out. But I, I think that he's going to beat them out next year. This year, I don't know. But if you told me, here's the deal. You want to talk about upside. I think Sam McCall's upside is a little bit higher than Tony Grimes's. I just think we've seen so much of Tony Grimes. We know what he is. Great player. And I think he's in it for a good season. I've talked a lot about that. I'm very high on Tony Grimes and what he's going to do for the Aggies this season. But I do think that if that McCall has a higher ceiling, and I think, folks, if McCall was able to beat out Tony Grimes for a starting spot, for a starting corner spot, goodness gracious, watch out. Because that means that he's beat out a former five star a power five starter for a handful of years. He beat that guy out. And I think McCall is truly capable of doing that. So, you know, like I say, it's a big fall camp for him. This is your chance to go do that. This is your chance to go separate yourself, to go prove yourself and say why I, you know, why, why Sam McCall needs to be on the football field at all times. And this is his chance to go prove it. And I think, once again, if he is able to beat out Tony Grimes, don't look at that like, oh, man, these corners are not good. The Grimes isn't what we thought. Look at it like Sam McCall is in for a monster season, and he is a dang good player. So it'll be interesting to see how that works his way out. Um, You know, there are so many players that have stuff to prove. I mean, I could have made this four shows, folks. I mean, I I still have more names that we're not even able to get into. Um, But there are a lot. Well, I'll go ahead and read them. I have Donovan Green on here, and then I also have Evan Stewart. Now, you might wonder, why does Evan Stewart have stuff to prove? I don't think it's – I mean, we know he's going to start, but I think he needs to just – he needs, he, he needs to prove in fall camp that he is a top 10 wide receiver in college football, and I think he's going to do that, and I think he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver in college football when we get to the season. So that's why I think he has stuff to prove. Donovan Green, I think he needs to kind of just separate himself as the guy. He's We know his role is pretty defined, but I think he can define it more with a good fall camp. So those are the guys, folks, that have a lot to prove, and we're almost there, folks. Real football, like I said, fall camp is coming up soon we are almost there i promise and i am really stoked to see some helmets some pads cracking and really know what we have in this 2023 texas a&m football team are any true freshmen going to kind of have a uh, impact this season there's a handful of names that i think might we're going to talk about that coming up right here on locked on aggies So, folks, Impact Freshman, true freshman, that is, of course. So, who are the names we got here? I, now, caveat to this, I did, I'm not counting Ruben Owens and DJ Hicks because I'm very confident those two guys are going to play a significant amount of snaps. Obviously, they are part of this conversation, but I'm not going to really we, uh, dive into them. We've already talked a little bit about both of them today, but I am... Um, I think those guys are going to have big seasons and I think they're going to play a significant role. So we're not going to break them down right now. One of the other interesting things that led me to kind of want to talk about this was something Jimbo said up on stage at SEC media days. He was talking a lot about, uh, he was talking a lot about this true, this 2023 true freshman, these, this 2023 class and these true freshmen and kind of what they have done. They have, you know, who, who separated themselves, who's guys that could potentially play roles. I have names. I'm going to read my names, and then we're going to talk about it. Tight end Jaden Platt, TJ Shanahan, Samu, uh, the defensive lineman, uh, Chase Basantis, Ray Cottrell, Micah Tease, and then all of those those um, secondary players are talking about, Rogers, Thomas, and Brooks. I think that all of those names, and we're not going to talk as much about these secondaries guy, the secondary guys in Rogers, Thomas, and Brooks just because just – because I don't see them having as big of a role just based off the fact that I think we know who's going to be out there in the secondary this year. If we see one of them and I, I could be wrong, um, they're talented players and we're going to see them very soon. I just don't think it's going to be this year. Um, you know, TJ Shanahan was a guy that, you know, when coach Fisher was up on stage, he talked about him a little bit and, you know, he was talking a lot of positive things. So a bigger guy, six four, three hundred and ten 310 pounds, I like when you get to for an interior guy. I like an interior offensive lineman has that big, big, strong frame. Not a small interior offensive lineman. So you know he came to, he came to Texas A and M pretty built. So that was one of the guys. I mean, but all these names, Coach Fisher name dropped like flat out name dropped. He's talking about for Samu that they're trying to drop some weight down because I mean he's going to be your man in the middle plugging plugging up the plugging up the run game for opposing offenses. That's going to be his job, but they're trying to slim him down a little bit. Coach Fisher said that's kind of going well. That's what they're working on right now. Coach Fisher was talking about Jaden Platt. He likes what Jaden Platt's doing. Now, of course, Jaden Platt was a, he was a, was he a top 100 recruit? Let's see, uh, number one-on-one on 24-7 sports. So talented tight end, but it's a room, folks. I'm really high on Donovan Green, as I've said time and time again. So what is Jaden Platt's role? Is he able able to take over a, uh, Jake Johnson is he able to take over a Max Wright? Is he able to beat out Theo? Like, where is he going to be in this tight end depth chart? I don't know, but I do know that he's going to play a role. You know, Max Wright's not going to be here much longer. Donovan Green, I think, is going to move on to the NFL in a, here in a couple seasons. So Platt's going to have a role sooner than later. Is it this year? I don't know. Now, then you of course got your two wideouts in uh, Cottrell and Teas. Both where are they sitting at here? One twenty-seven for T's, You know. Um, talented guys that Coach Fisher was talking 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 up. Now, this is kind of the same thing with the cornerbacks I was just talking about. I just don't know are they going to kind of have a defined role. I just don't know because you have so many talented receivers. You have Noah Thomas, you have Muhammad, you have Anaya Smith, and you have Evan Stewart. I mean, it's a deep talent room. Then you bring in like the transfers you bring in the D2 kid, you bring in Jordan Anthony. There's a, it's it's a room where there's a lot of experience ahead of them. These guys once again like the secondary players we talked about in Rogers Thomas and Brooks are going to play during their time at Texas A&M. The question is when. Now, the one thing that's a little concerning for Cottrell and Tees is the fact that, like, you have to look at it and think about this. You've got um, Cam Coleman, Draylon Miller. You've got all these 2024 guys, DeBron Gatling. I mean, you have all these guys coming in in 2024 that are talented players. I mean, Cam Coleman, is, like I said, I, I feel very confident he's going to be a starter the minute he walks on campus. I think Draylon Miller could be in a similar position. So these guys, could they beat, could Catrell and Tees beat them out? They'll be sophomores. I could see that happening. So um, what, what is their role? These two wideouts role look like this season. I don't think much, but they're going to get snaps. How many snaps? I mean, if I had to put a ballpark number on it, I don't know. I don't think folks. I mean, it's hard to even put a number on it. I I, I don't think it's going to be significant, but you're going to see them out there. Do you see them out there? And do you see them out there in a big role or do you see them out there when you're steamrolling New Mexico? That's going to be the question mark. And that's going to be what's kind of left to be defined. But, um, and then Chase Besantis is a guy who, if somebody goes down, you're going to see him on the offensive line. I feel very confident saying that really talented guy, um, I've heard everything's been going great for him. Of course, he was the number 72 player in the class on the inside of the offensive line. I think I think that if one of two things happens, if someone underperforms or if someone gets hurt, you could see Besantis early on in his Texas A&M career. you got to remember last year um, over at LSU, they played a couple of true freshman offensive linemen, and it wasn't great in the beginning, but it, they kind of figured it out as it went on. So I think Besantis could be a guy that could kind of work his way into a role, and it could be great. So – We'll have to see how that works out, but I do think we're going to see some true freshmen, whether it's Hicks and Owens or whether it's some of these names we've talked about here, you're going to see some true freshmen play significant roles for the Aggies this season. The question is, how significant will they be? And we might find out more about that at the upcoming fall camp, folks. I'm excited for that. Can't wait to bring you some great shows talking about fall camp. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. As always, I really appreciate you all tuning in. I hope everybody had an outstanding weekend. And let's have a good week here at Locked On Aggies, folks. I can't wait to bring you another fun week of shows. Have a great rest of your day, and we will see you tomorrow.